Okay, so Gen this X is Justin Gen- and Bradley here on Gen X Reverb this evening. It's just the two of us. We're doing a hot takes edition here. Uh, we're just hanging out. <clears throat> Ken and Mark were not able to join us tonight, but they will be back with us soon, hopefully next week. And I believe actually we'll be podcasting on Sunday with, with cousin Mark. But anyway, uh, Bradley, question, man. Um, so we have these new Star Wars <clears throat> Star Wars toys, Starbot, that listeners. I uh, let, me, let me cough real quick. Give me just one second here. Not a problem. And uh, do me a favor and send me the link to the Star Wars toys you're going to be referring to so I could take a look okay. at those. Okay, I had to just... Man, <clears throat> my brewski went down the uh, the wrong pipe, man. <clears throat> Whatever that flap is called, I think it gets worse over time. It gets worse as you age. As you age, yeah, man. And we're not getting younger. We're, we turned 43 this year. Yep. Uh, oh, we just shut down like a whole segment of uh, younger listeners. As soon as I say 43, man, they they stop. No, 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 no. We're Gen X, man. They have respect for the the yes, the very unique position that we've been put in, being at the forefront of modern technology. We were all f- little five year olds, man, when the. The, the first Max came out and all, all yeah. that good stuff, man. Yeah, those obtuse, wide, ugly machines when they came out. Yeah, man, we were little kids. Little four and five year olds, man. So we, we understand. And jobs were in, inside of a garage coding. Wasney. No, this was way after the garage. Um, they they had released the Apple one Apple in 1983, yeah. 84. Yeah, I, I don't know. But anyway, they have respect for us. We got it. We got it. Even though we are uh, Gen X, we still know about tech. Unlike the the boomer, the baby, the boom booms, they don't really understand and, or care about tech. I don't want to touch that unless it's got a knob on it to turn it up and turn it down. Hey, Why uh, are you, Grandpa? You know you can just automate that, right? Automation, I, boy, get that automation out. Of, you know the we uh, don't use that word here. You know the baseball lights at uh, the park that you play baseball at, softball with your friends. You know those lights are automated, right, Grandpa? Stickball, son. <clears throat> yeah, automation has been right. around for a very long time. And uh, so, anyway, going back to these toys. So, I'm not that excited about them. It's uh, I sent you the link. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Hayden Christensen, okay, Ahsoka. So basically, just the uh, the uh, Ahsoka toy. And if you look at the Ahsoka toy, you have to scroll down, <clears throat> scroll down on this page, Brad. Uh, nope, it's not on this one. I don't know why why it's not on this page. I do see some toys on this page and and, and you'll see it because all you got to do is Google, just Google Ahsoka new Hasbro bro, Ahsoka toy. So I'm not going to be too opinionated and too try not to be too polarizing, whatever word that was that I was described as like eight episodes ago. Um, I am not partial to the live action Ahsoka look. I'm not partial to that look. The ro- oh. basically Rosario Dawson with uh, added added uh, flesh uh, you know and it's it's difficult for me to be partial to it because uh, real life it's, it's uh, not aesthetically pleasing 
Yeah. And uh, the re- the real life, what's that you always say, Bradley? Real physics? Yeah, physics. Real world feel- physics is not very cinemagraphic, cinematographic. Cinematography? Mm-hmm. Cinematographic is not a word. Cinemagraphic, right? It is now. <clears throat> we just made it up. And um, I get what you're saying. It's not visually acceptable. It's not pleasing. Yeah, it is eye. not pleasing. Yeah. Whereas you go to the final season of Clone Wars, just before Bad Batch was opened up. Mm-hmm. The one with Ahsoka and Rex on that final ship, they upped the ante on their animation. And I just, I don't think it's, it's second tier to, right. to the animation. So, I mean, there's lots of people out there who obviously I've looked on Facebook that like the toy. They're anticipating the toy. They've pre-ordered the toy. Um, I'm more partial to the Ahsoka from the cartoon, especially uh, young Ahsoka when she was mm-hmm. a Padawan. Me and too. Then, and then as Ahsoka, <clears throat> I'll let you go ahead and uh, sound off in a second here, Bradley, because I want to hear your opinion as well. But um, you, the Ahsoka uh, on the cartoon that was not that popular, the one with the, the blue-eyed kid, the purple-eyed kid, Ezra, uh, Ezra Bridger. Oh, Rebels. Rebels. So Rebels was, uh, mm, that was for kids, basically, is what a lot, the high opinion was. And it, and it definitely was, in my opinion. It was, it was very kiddie. Um, nice animation and stuff, but let's just, you know, squaring up on Ahsoka. I still like the fact that Ahsoka looked like Ahsoka, even as an older, as a woman. And the cartoon Ahsoka on Rebels, on Rebels, she still looked like Ahsoka. Took place later, which took place after Clone Wars. Right, right. She was um, whatever her code name was. She became that code code name. I forget what it was. Um, shifty <clears throat> yeah there you go know. shifty um shifty mcthrifty no um people who are true star wars fans and, and deep into it you guys are gonna be like oh my goodness they don't know what the code name was but uh you guys know what it was if you know what it was not important yeah not yeah. important so rosario dawson although i definitely think she's a she's a good actor actress sorry actress and um Man, I don't know her from any movies. I really don't. I really don't know her from any movies. The only thing I can think of is the zookeeper. That's pretty sad. Uh, with uh, Paul, Paul, uh, comedian guy. What's his his last name? Paul Giamatti? No, Paul I Reiser. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the guy from uh, King of Queens. Anyway, so oh yeah, that that's don't good. Know. I'm glad that she got the role. You know, because obviously today it's more about what social media says. Mm-hmm. than what actual casting managers and I know when Kenny listens to this he's probably going to have a different opinion because that's just what he does um, but it's it's in my opinion that the toy and actually the actor I just I'm I'm not a huge fan not a huge fan what do you think Bradley? one um, there were some pretty good episodes of Rebels there was some and yes it was slated towards kids the TV show there was a lot of lettuce, a lot of filler episodes, um, but there were some really good Rebels episodes. So try to just search those out if you want to watch Rebels, just to give everybody a little highlight there on what Justin was saying. And then two, regarding what you're saying about the Togruta species extensions, whatever those things are on her her head. Well, yeah, as a as a real life person, Rosario Dawson had to have been outfitted with. Uh, the prosthesis, the prosthetics of those Togruta extensions. And to the human eye, our brain is just too good to let that slip. Um, in comparison to the relatively 
softer features of the animated Ahsoka. The so that's the problem. And give me one second. Let me close my door here, so you you guys won't be able to hear my wife. One moment. <clears throat> no worries. No worries. The 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 thing about computer animated people, whether they be human or humanoid in these science fiction movies or TV shows, is they're just easier to take. They're easy to stomach. Air quotes. Whereas when you put the prosthesis, whether they're, they're Togruta or Twi'lek, they tend to at least, uh, I don't like it. It's not visually pleasing. It's kind of like, bleh, kind of disgusting mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosario Dawson, very beautiful woman, um, you know, in, in her own right. Uh, she is a good, a, a, actually a very good actress. Uh but this role, they, they shouldn't have brought Ahsoka into live action. Her, her, she is probably my favorite character in the Star Wars universe, period. She's just really good. And the girl who plays her, the, the actress who plays her, Ashley Eckstein. Yeah, Ashley Eckstein, yep. Great voice, great voice. Just not even knowing who the person is for, for years. And like, okay, great. Man, her voice just, it, it gave birth to something new in the minds of a of, of fan of this particular tale of star wars fiction and so hollywood always wants to do this put things in the live action and it's the same story over and over again i don't think we're saying anything that kenny and mark haven't heard before uh if you are a regular listener you've probably heard me and justin rant i don't even know if it's a rant i don't think it is actually it's just a simple explanation that live action suffers from translating from a, an animated medium, whether that be hand-drawn or computer-generated, going from that to the silver screen, uh, to live-action TV or whatever. Hollywood has not yet mastered the ability to do that in a way that's seamless and appealing to the human eye. It, and so to me, this is still in the same sandbox as the original X-Men movies clunky weird you know now if i can juxtapose that and compare that to the actual acting of rosario dawson in the episode she appeared in in the mandalorian 10 out of 10 she did a great job the athleticism of rosario dawson i don't think fit ahsoka's agility but rosario dawson is i don't know what age she is but it, we have to have respect for it. We're 43. Um, how old is Rosario Dawson? Rosario uh, Dawson is, is 42, 42. So she was one year younger than us. So she's 42 years old. Yeah, it's not you're, you're not going to be in peak physical condition at that age um, unless the role calls for it. And I don't think it did. But but it, but for real, though, I do got to say, man, you know, I hate to say this, but it's it seems to be true, universally true. Black mm-hmm. don't crack, man. Looking yeah. at Rosa, Rosario Dawson, if this was a uh, woman of a different uh, racial background, I don't know if she would look as good as Rosario does at age 42. I, well, that's absolutely true. Um, just genetics uh, has its objective uh, facts per genetics. Great. Uh, we get that. But with Rosario Dawson, she looks ethnically whatever she is. Um, African, Hispanic, yeah, whatever, 
right? Yeah, okay. closer to like that Dominican look or that uh, Puerto Rican look. Whereas Ahsoka looks nothing like that for me, from my standpoint. I praise the animators of whoever created Ahsoka Tano for giving her full lips and all that good stuff. I was like, wow, they're able to do that? But that's not what Ahsoka looks like. Ahsoka does not have distinctively... I, I think Cree Summer would have been a better actress. Somebody who looks like Cree Summer would have been... Um, a better Way too choice. many freckles, though. Way too many freckles for yeah, Ahsoka. But just remove the freckles. <laughs> yeah, you but somebody freckles, who yeah. looks like that, that's Ahsoka. If Michael Dorn can go. go through all that makeup per, per Trek episode, then then Kree can go through that, all that makeup per... Well, it's, it's not even Kree. Kree is not... She, this is not a role for Kree. I'm just saying what Kree Summer looks like in mm-hmm. real life. Mm-hmm. Um, that genetic variation would be a Salgatano. That's what she looks like. And so they got the look wrong by choosing Rosario Dawson. Although again, I'm not, we don't want anybody to hate us over saying that we're, we're saying yes, Rosario Dawson is an excellent actress that she did a lot of justice to that episode. She was very good at what she did. She honed her craft. Well, she worked good with the direction. I think she knocked it out of the park as far as what she was trying to do, given who she is, but she, unfortunately does not look like Ahsoka. Right. And to me, that is probably the most important aspect of the casting that they got wrong because there's so many people that know Ahsoka from Clone Wars and Rosario Dawson does not look like her. So I'm, I'm right, going to circle right. at this point. So as I, as I saw the animated Ahsoka the first time I saw her, I, that's exactly what I said myself was, hey, that's a black, uh, an African-American, an alien of African-American, African descent. Mm-hmm. Um, that I knew that's what Dave Filoni was going for, or whoever animated her in Dave Filoni. Yes, we, we'll take her. She looks the part. That's the one. Oh, um, so you're basically saying Dave uh, doesn't get it, or whoever cast him? No, 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 no. Dave gets the animated one. The whoever made whatever team of people uh, created Ahsoka Tano, and if it wasn't Dave directly who who created her, which I believe it was, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, she absolutely is like you know. Uh, you know, the, the lips are definitely African descent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, obviously she's, um, he's, they're going for a mixed look facially, a mixed look. Um, right. her, her people, they did the episode, a couple of episodes where you, you see their people are kind of like native Americans from, from, mm-hmm. you know, Indian native mm-hmm. Americans, uh, which I thought was awesome. They, th- those episodes were really good. If you, if you want to go check those episodes of, uh, Ahsoka Tano's origins, uh, we'll have to put those in the show notes. You guys uh, who've been listening to our podcast for a while, you know that our show notes are very wanting. Uh, Bradley, Mark, and uh, Kenny, get on those show notes, guys. I don't do show notes. I edit. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Man. <laughs> get on those show just, notes. Just uh, eating a sandwich and then a hand comes out of nowhere and just slaps you. <laughs> <laughs> get on those show notes. No, 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 no. Show so notes, it, player. To me, it's uh, at this point, now that I've said my, I've said what I've said, yeah, no, no go on the live action of Sokotano, but no go on the live action anything for me. No go on the live action Wolverine. No go on the live action Wonder Woman. No go on the live action anybody. They all look terrible, except for Marvel. Marvel's the only. Marvel has gotten it all correct. They, they did it. They did exactly what I wanted them to do. Stop letting humans actually do their own stunts and flips. And when you do let them do their own stunts and flips, completely CGI them out of the clip and put a, put the uh, the graphics and everything over them so it can look fluid and look cool. That was not um, Chad 
Chadwick Bosman um, falling on uh, landing on all fours on the freeway, you know, with uh, Black Widow. That was not him. That was just Black Panther completely being animated. You know what I mean? Yep. You're talking about in Winter uh, Soldier. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was not Chadwick Boseman. And if it was him, it would have looked terrible. It yeah. would have looked ter- if it was a stunt double. It would just. Oh, man, this is weird. what are we? D.C.? What is this? Uh, 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 Sam Raimi Spider-Man? What is right. this? Right. Um, so, I mean, even even Sam Raimi Spider-Man got it right. They knew which parts to animate and which parts not to animate. Um, um, yeah. Go ahead. Brad. Yeah. And we, Justin, this morning, listeners texted us to see if we were willing to talk about Spider-Man through the years, kind of sort of as our next episode. We will get to that. Before we move on, I do want to say those were bad Spider-Man. Um, the Sam Raimi editions is what he's pointing to. He doesn't yes. like those. I'm I'm okay with them for various reasons, but we'll get into that with the four of us for a whole Spider-Man episode. All things Spider-Man. Okay, they so, were good and they were bad, but yeah, let's let's move on. Yep. So so <clears throat> here's the thing. I was listening to another great podcast, uh, one that has far more listeners than our podcast and is very popular. It is the Star Wars podcast. Is that them all? Is is can I guess which one you're talking about? Yeah. Is that old Shoveler's Run Tatooine Radio? <laughs> Old Shoveler's Run. There's a there's a there's a canyon Shoveler's Run on Tatooine. Womp rats uh, were multiplied like rabbits, and they enjoyed uh, being blasted by Luke and his buddies. Man, old, <laughs> old Shoveler's Run radio. No, 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 no. Um, that's uh, uh, Rebel Force Radio RFR. So shout out to RFR. They give us the Star Wars content that we want. Uh, they keep it real. They go. They do deep dives. They uh they always have something very relevant to talk about when there is absolutely nothing to talk about with Star Wars. Rebel Force Radio has it. They literally have uh I mean they even had an episode with the guy from um the Ewok movies, the, the kid, the, the main kid from the Ewok movies, they even did an episode. No way. That. Yeah. They man, they get everybody, Bradley. Anyway, they reviewed the uh the um was it nine episodes of the uh Star Wars anime episodes on, on Disney Plus. Oh, wow. We should do that. Well, yeah, I wanted to I wanted to do a quick quick run. Well, not you know what? I'm not going to do a rundown. Let me just tell you the best ones. Just let me just tell you which ones were were good, which ones were bad. So this is going to be Disney Plus. Um, it's called Star Wars Visions, and this is different anime studios attempts to redo or do Star Wars in a way that they think it should be done whether right or whether wrong. And um, I want to point out, you watched them, right, Brett? Yes, I did. Okay, so whether you think they were good, whether you think they were bad, uh, we'll get into that. I just wanted to say, obviously, the very first one that they opened up with um, was uh, a callback to a lone warrior, and he he had a, uh, a droid. What kind of droid is R2? Astromech. He had an astromech droid with him by his side as he was entering a town. This episode is very reminiscent of it's it's very Japanese. It's very uh, samurai and uh, Ronin. Ronin. That's right. And uh, Ronin is a lone samurai, a lone samurai. That's what that, is means. that, what that means. Yeah, uh, okay. I, be- I believe that's what that means. Uh, listeners, correct me if you want to. Uh, all, all two of you, all three of you, however many you have, we have out there. Um, but uh, anyway, I thought that was a great episode. 
Interesting how um, the character said he was not a Jedi and he wishes he was a Jedi, but he was setting out to basically kill the Sith. Right? Yeah. I'm not a fan of all that yeah. dark emo stuff, yeah, it, but... Yeah, it was it was emo. It, it, yeah, exactly, exactly. The only good thing about it was the fact that he was fighting for what was right. He turned around from his bad ways. And made, and you, can, you can read into it is what I'm saying. You can uh, kind of... You don't know what his history was, but just by yeah. the fact that he said he was not a Jedi. Yeah. He took out a Sith. Um, tells yeah, you that, a lot. That... Um, all that conflict and contradictions and he's not a Sith and he fights against the Sith, but he has red saber and collects the saber crystals. The, the conflict is interesting. It's, it's a, it's a tired trope, but what else are they going to do? Right. Um, tired trope. <clears throat> Speak on that, man. The lone samurai, a, the lone, I'm a lone warrior. Kung Fu. Yeah. It's, it's, it's indelibly, it can't be erased. It's that's going to always be done over and over again. But however you slice it, there's a reason why this was episode number one. Um, the duel. It's because the animation was off the charts. Um, you have insane off the charts, man. That was my favorite part of the episode. I mean, I loved his brooding. I loved his spoiler alert for those who haven't seen. Yeah, it. if you so, haven't seen Visions and you're planning on watching it, uh, go ahead and cut cut out from this part here. We're going to talk Visions for a little bit here. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. See put you on your shoulder time. pads and uh, put on your purple sunglasses and look at some neon or something. I don't and, know. Your, and your Jakar Noir, please. Place <laughs> with that. Jakar and uh, all that good cologne. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought the animation of the enemy, I thought his lightsaber or, or the, even the enemy's heavily modified uh, lightsaber, all whatever uh, that umbrella thing was. And woman. Woman. She was a woman. She's a woman. And yeah. she had high heels on, too. Right. <laughs> The highest of heels. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we get the agenda. Um, she was the leader of all these dumb. Dumb men. men. They're men. These stupid men. But they're I mean, they're being led by a woman. But that's a trope, too. There's yeah. always the goons. These guys were the goons. Goombas. So the he's going to collect those kyber crystals. But to me, it was the heroism of the little kid, you know, telling everybody to just we got this. And then the different the faction that came out of nowhere. And the animation of that, uh, I don't know, what was that? I think it was a droid. No, no, no. Who, was it a droid who had the heavy repeater? <laughs> Taking those guys out, man. Um, yeah, well, wait a minute. I can't remember every detail. That's the thing. I, I'll probably go back and check it out again. Was it an IG-88 droid? No, I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember. But um, Basically, they bested the goons and then the dark Sith bested them. And it was your, again, using a trope. Oh, you, it was a droid. I know which part you're talking about. Yeah, that was an IG-88. So they give a call out to all these different aliens and droids of the Star Wars universe. In, yeah, in, in anime style. Ronin tropes style. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that was a spectacularly done. That was artistic. The, the art direction of it was 10 out of 10. The, the story, yeah, I was like, eh, we've seen this before. But anyway, yes. So was that your favorite one? No, no, no. Or do, do you want to just go down these? Let's go down the list. That was not my favorite so, one. Animation was off the chains. It was definitely a 10 out of 10. Tattooing so Rhapsody, jump in. number two. Yeah, I'm going to jump in with t number two, if you don't mind me, just leading off with this. Please. Erase that from Disney+. Plus. Let's go ahead and go to number three. You're, me and you are on the same page. We're on the same page, Brad. That was the hottest of garbage. Tattooing Rhapsody was worthless. 
Yes. Um, if you want to figure out what the artistry is and it means something to you, please post it on our Facebook page. We're going to go to number three, the twins. Um, and we mean that, by the way, if you really think you, you found something out of Tatooine Rhapsody, please let us know. We, we got nothing. Me, me and Bradley got nothing out of that. Um, yeah, that I didn't like it. Yeah. It was, number three, the twins. You're absolutely that one. I already I don't know how you feel about that one, but meh, meh. it was meh. Animation was artistic. It was it was a, it was little kid over the top, yes. sugary acting. I like that. That that brought me back to the 1980s. That brought okay. me back to our childhood anime. Well, they're too excited about everything. Just ah, yeah. Just I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it with gusto. Ryo, you know. what are you doing? We shouldn't be here. We have to go down to the street. Yeah, yeah. That kind of that it's it, too, it's too much. It's exhausting. It does. It's going to wear you out. But for the five minutes you can take with that saccharine, sweet, sugary, fast paced goodness, it's I, I like it. It's yeah. good, especially because the premise, again, spoiler alerts, check, check out if you haven't seen this one, um, is that both of the twins are on the dark side. But it turns out that the, the, the male twin is not, whereas the female twin is just she is going to jack him up for completely she's completely consumed just like anakin by the ducks yeah exactly just like darth just like sidious i mean uh, darth just like darth maul just like darth sidious everybody who's on the dark side whereas he is not consumed and lo and behold this dude has an x-wing fighter what in the world you're on the dark side how do you have an x-wing fighter well remember just like uh i almost said edward james james almost what did i almost say that uh (laughs) What's his name from uh, <laughs> Padme's uh, stepdad? I mean, uh, uh, Princess Leia's dad? No, 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 no. Not, oh, my goodness. No, not him. Um, What's his face from uh, Puerto Rico? Uh, Benicio del Toro. Oh, like we but, okay. Got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like he said, uh, there's no good guys. Just, yeah. There's no bad guys. You know, and so that's here, man. This, he got that X-Wing from whoever. Yeah, whoever, from whoever was on. It doesn't matter what side you're on. It's all it's all for war purposes. Um. Moving on for the second time. Oh, so you oh, didn't like that one okay. very much. Oh, but real quick, though, the best part about that episode, and I, I'm sure people think this is dumb, was just the opening. It opened up, and there was a shadow on the dual ship, their dual mm. twin ship. It was a shadow, yeah. and then all of a sudden it became, it, uh, it, it unveiled exactly like on, um, I believe it was on Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Uh, when you see the, uh, the Death Star or one of the uh, Star Destroyers, Star Destroyers. got, got uh, unveiled from the light. Or from the shadows of the Death Star. And they called back to that. So I appreciate from uh, Tr- Trigger Animation Studio uh, looked at that detail. By the way, I didn't even finish that episode. It was that sweet and sugary to me. I just said negative. Next episode, number four, The Village Bride by uh, Kinema Citrus Studio. Go ahead, Brad. Take it away. I was falling asleep uh, trying to inhale this one at like 1.30 in the morning. And I kept going in and out of consciousness but when i what i got of it i was annoyed at my 1:30 a.m brain with the hair of the main the, the bride i did not like her hair oh, the blonde, like, they, were, they were all blonde right her and her sister were blonde well it's just like a tusk yeah oh, the way it was drawn and it just was annoying and all the hippie-ish earth environment stuff going on i'm like yeah that's good man yeah save the environment we get it but the overall the overall story um was done well um the voice actor for the guy uh 
the, the, the guy who was basically trying to get the Jedi to, to act and join and, and help. Um, I liked his voice. The, the old guy. The old guy. The old guy. Did, did the you think guy. he was a Jedi? Did you think he was a Jedi? I was I was not even conscious, man. I'm like, who? Because so, on, on RFR, they said he was a Jedi. I'm like, I don't think he was a Jedi because he didn't do anything no. other than uh, take his hat or something and throw it. And then it yeah, blew he just up pontificated. And, and no, he no, didn't do anything but just yammer. No, no, no. So you didn't watch the end when they when they got. Yeah, yeah he, he shot. He, he shot he, his uh, hat sniped. off into their ship, into the bad guy's <laughs> ship. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he unloaded his uh, his rifle into the troopers. But what I thought was funny, she also this Jedi, which I didn't know was a Jedi. Well, actually, we did know because she had the uh, the Padawan uh, curl or the Padawan, Padawan braid that she cut off on her own, which mm. I thought was that's that's Jedi. Don't do that. You got to wait for your your master yeah. to cut that. You cut it off on your your own. Um, she also had high heels on like the first episode, the Sith master who had high heels on. That's cool. Um, I liked her high heels better. I, I think they look dumb, but I like these better because they actually had like um, Mega Man uh, blasters in them. So she was able to blast off quickly and do yeah. a quick, um, you know, this was heavily anime. So there's a lot of uh, samurai ac- samurai type action with the sword, with the uh, lightsaber strikes. Yeah. Um, um, weird episode. They call that Shinji Uchi Karitagwa. That's what they call that in anime. Really? Did. Oh, no. Okay. No, that's, no, I just made that up. There you go. <laughs> See, you just offended a bunch of people who know. Real. No, I'm just saying I know a lot of uh, young men who are not Asian um, know more about anime than probably these animators. Exactly. And will tell you exactly what that was, uh, where you don't see anything except for her face, but then it's implied heavily that she cut through something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, that's, it, that's it was the artistry. Good. That's the artistry, man. It was good. It was good art. That yeah. episode had good art. Um, and also it harkened back to that Cinderella movie with. Uh, I can't come up with their name. Cinderella movie. Uh, this uh, the, the actor. What's the movie with uh, Ever After? The slimy guy that she was supposed to get married to. That's what this enemy kind of reminded me of in the movie Ever After with uh, Drew Barrymore. And the guy from Mission Impossible. Never seen it, man. Prince. I've never seen that. So if anybody, um, yeah, ever this seen enemy, that, this anyway. enemy was definitely um, noteworthy. He he definitely was slimy for sure. So yeah. check this one out. Moving on to number five, uh, the Ninth Jedi production. Ig is the uh, the uh, the studio. So this by far is my favorite episode. Um, by far. Yeah. This, Easily. Easily. This, this episode needs. And, and when I say needs, I mean bolden, italicized, and underlined. This is where the live action universe needs to head. Right Can we here. highlight that in green for a green saber? Hi- highlight that. Highlight it in green. Dude, that's another thing that they added to this episode was the fact that. Um, First off, you really need to turn this, this podcast off right now. If you're still listening and you, you're okay with getting spoilers, do not let this episode be spoiled. Okay. Yeah, don't let this be spoiled. This is the best one. And uh, you might you might disagree with that, but I don't think you will. Um, Ninth Ninth Jedi was a girl who was um, the daughter of a sabersmith. And the sabersmith was doing his job on this planet. Lajima was his name. Okay, Lajima. There you go. And above the planet was a space station that um, a particular person, a Jedi, called... uh, a bunch of Jedi from through the, throughout the galaxy 
he called them to that space station above this planet. You know, Hi, Islan. I'm just reading off Wikipedia. Just so okay, you go ahead. Go ahead. Margrave. Right, no, right. you got it. Yeah, to Margrave the Margrave. Jiro. So to, mm-hmm. to the Margrave, and the Margrave was trying to get these last remnants of the Jedi's together. Jedi. Don't I don't have to add the S to that. It's always plural or singular. Uh, Jedi. And uh, so among these Jedi, you know, the Sith are heavy throughout the throughout the galaxy. So they all come. And uh, spoiler alert. So we already did the spoiler alert. Some of them pose as Jedi, but they're actually Sith, and they're there. And there's a bunch of them. I forget the number. Was it's it like was six it? or seven? Yeah. Okay, but but the it's probably eight total. No, no, it had, it had to be seven because eventually the Margrave. I'm telling it wrong, but the Margrave disguises himself as the droid that's inviting them in, which was was just like what? Yeah. Dude, this is sick. The yeah. Margrave pops out of the droid and begins battling. Well, but first he just introduces himself to all the other uh, Jedi that came. And then we're given this new piece of the story that I really think that Lucasfilm should add. Maybe, maybe they should. I don't know if they should or shouldn't. They have to think deeply about it. But the fact that if you are a Jedi and you are on the light side, your saber will be a Jedi color, blue, um, green. Well, that's only because the Margrave asked Lajima to modify the sabers to display the characteristics of the Jedi. So these were modified sabers. Dude. And his daughter, which was really awesome, and the Margrave knew this, he worked it together to bring her into being a Jedi. Is because she actually was force sensitive. When she picked up the saber, it showed her power with the force. So that's why it was so short. And it kept changing lengths and colors until it was fully green when she was battling these so-called Jedi who are actually Sith, when they picked up their sabers, that was the highlight to me was they all turned red. Yeah. And then the one, I think there was one boy, there was one boy. He was very brave and he was like totally a Jedi. His was always green when he got it. Right. Yeah. And he was all innocent. What are you guys doing? Oh no. And then there was one guy. We shouldn't be fighting. When, at the beginning of the episode, they gave you the whole story, really, by his lines, the taller alien. After the kid said, hmm, this, the force is strong here. And then the one comes out from from behind the wall and he says, I sense the dark side here. We just completely passed, passed over that. that. Yeah. So I at sure the did. end, I thought that was very artistic of Juro Margrave to say, hey, whatever his name is, uh, settle down. This is not you. Because at the beginning, his saber was red, but then it turned purple. Um, to indicate that he was being consumed by the dark side. And Sammy so, Jacks. Sammy Jacks should be upset about that, man. He's supposed to be the only, only Jedi with the purple saber, man. <laughs> Sammy <laughs> Jacks. Sammy Jacks. So, yeah. Um, Best episode by well far. Told. Best episode by far. Uh, it, it really presents um, a, a new renewal of the Jedi, and it does exactly what Ryan Johnson wants, but it does it in the proper way. It does it, it, it in a way that is artistic yep it sticks to uh, the the things that george lucas has set out it adds a couple things but it does it artistically like you bradley said um what's his name again the margraves uh servant uh uh lajima lajima creates these sabers that change based on what side of the force you're on so uh that's new but it's that's something I think fans can take. Fans won't be like, oh, man, you messed Luke Skywalker up because Luke Skywalker is not a part of this anymore. And that's what right. Ryan Johnson wants. That's what Justin, me, that's what I want. I want to move forward, but I want to do it in an artistic and, and a respectful way. 
and this girl being the ninth Jedi and this young man and and then the Margrave dude he is such a good character already just it's compelling and I heard on Rebel Force Radio they said that this this wasn't that compelling they said something to the effect of that I could be wrong I'm like dude are you guys crazy come on this yeah, is the I'm gonna have to call them best out. That's one this this me. is the one that can be used. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I, they actually probably said what I just said. This is the, probably the only one that could be used. What, what more do you have to say that, about that before we move on to Toby? T-O-B-1. Um, not very much, man. I mean, the animation, uh, I'll say animation. Off the Nine charts. out of ten. Off the charts. Because um, it was like line. Voltron. It was like Voltron, uh, uh, Netflix Voltron style. Yes. Uh, and uh, storyline, ten out of ten. 10 out of 10, bro. 11 out of 10 from Justin for the storyline. And the it was characters. excellent. I mean, given that the runtime of it is what, 12 to 15 minutes? Yeah. I don't know, but excellent. Yeah, yeah. all okay. these characters, they just, they got them off. And man, they did a great job. We'll get back into this later. I'm sure Ken and Mark will have something to say about that. Uh, Toby, TLB1, Science Saru is the studio that came up with this one. I'll just say this real quick. Um, this is Dr. Light from Mega Man and Toby is Mega Man. Um, or Astro Boy. So this yeah. is basically a uh, a trope that's been used before, right? We, we yeah, call this a trope. The little, mm, the little, close enough, I think. The I, little uh, uh, Pinocchio uh, droid boy. Yeah. Except he's not as annoying as Pinocchio. He actually is just a very sentient droid who just wants to have fun. And he naturally wants to help out his creator, and he's um, Professor Mitaka naturally disobedient naturally disobedient constantly getting in trouble really actually is the reason why his uh, master was killed but the artistic direction on this i have to give a 10 out of 10 um the art of it it was so cutesy clowny yeah childy yeah but the art of it the way they did it the direction they told the story with the way it was drawn storyline very good very compelling i don't want to give a score because i don't know yet but it was good. It was not. This was not a bad episode. It just it's not for everybody. It's, it, this one is saccharine sugar as well, but definitely nowhere close to. Um, well, the twins, I guess. No, no, no. Twins. Toby was better than the twins for sure. 100 percent better than the twins. Yeah, I would put Toby above that. Yep. I, I wasn't a big fan of the twins, but I'm sure the twins and Tatooine Rhapsody. I'm sure there's a bunch of people who like uh, Green Day and and all these different rock groups. They probably like ta- yeah. Tatooine Rhapsody. That's man. not. That's not aimed at our demographic. Not yeah. at Twin Rhapsody. Yeah. Um, if for the sake of time, if we, if we can move on to my favorite episode, easily my favorite episode. Um, no, we can't, but we will because you need to move on. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> the Elder, um, the Elder, the Elder by, by Studio Trigger. Go ahead. Yes. Um, so basically, this is this style of animation is very realistic in my opinion. Very good animation. Very good voice acting. Whoever was the voice actor of... Of the, of the Master Jedi? Of the Master Jedi. Oh, dude, yes. he was Tajin. the best! Uh, David Harbour in English? Yeah, is his name, I guess. Um, So, yeah, like, wow. He actually is like, man, I wish everybody could act like that. Like, humble, calm, and respectful at the right times, you know? And Dan, the... uh Padawan. I'm not sure if he was a Padawan or a Jedi, but uh, he was matter. a Padawan. He was he was the Padawan. Okay. He was overly excited. Um, he was sarcastic, but in a kind way, you know, jokingly told him I was being sarcastic. Oh, 
Captain. I didn't hear that. I, I watched it a few times. Like, man, there's this character is attractive. Um, Taijin or however you say his name. But as they get to the planet, spoiler alert, they meet with uh, the elder, which is the he's the titular character, the elder. This guy was creepy, but his words were strengthy. Wow. Let us not talk with words, but let us talk with our swords, <laughs> with our lightsabers. Correct. I was like his yellow teeth, this guy. And, and then I'm yellow further, eyes too. Yes. And I was further the emotional space that that puts you in when he's bested by Tajin. Um, and he uh, blows up his ship remotely and then disintegrates into whatever. Um, that's was a weird space to be in emotionally. Like what just happened? But what the Jedi master said afterwards, he was so humble after Dan almost lost his life. Dan heals up. And the conversation they're having there, I think is the most powerful. Hey, you defeated this elder Sith, whatever he is. And Tajin's Tajin's, um, words back to him were powerful. Uh, Well, you think so? Uh, It's because he was so old. Had he been the same age as me, I don't think I would have made it. And I thought that that was the thrust of this episode. Modesty. Being okay with just simply telling the truth. Being content. And this voice actor knocked that theme out of the park. This was a powerful episode from that standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was great. That was a great line. The, whoever wrote this episode was good. The, uh, the RFR guys, and I got to keep referring to the RFR guys, uh, Jason and um, man, I'm, I feel embarrassed. I can't remember the other guy's name. I listened to him. All That's okay. Time. Rebel Force Radio. Yeah. Rebel Force Radio. But they, they said the, these guys were boring. And I'm like, man, I don't know if you guys are really paying attention to the silence between the master and his Padawan. There you go. The art direction of this one in particular, uh, the art, not the not the actual animation art, but the actual uh, vo- voices and the writing. So his Padawan, I don't know if other people got this, but I was like, is Dan going to turn to the dark side? Mm. I was like, is he is he going to do something? Because he is eager to slice somebody up, man. Yep. He wants to get down, man. He wants to go and be in a battle. And again, calling back to what Bradley said, his master was saying that uh, basically what Yoda has been saying, wars not make one great. Mm-hmm. Using your saber is not that special. No, nope. you use it when you need it and you must prepare to use it. You know, have your have your fights and stuff and your trainings and things. But this is not what a Jedi does. Um, it's using a saber is overrated, by the way, is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Saber saber dueling is overrated. Not to the viewer. It's not us. We want to see saber duels. But if you're really a, a actual Jedi, it's like, nah, that's not what we do, man. We, we at, at, at all costs, we try to keep the peace. Right. And, and, and as a disclaimer um, for any youngsters who may hear this podcast, um, this is not our stamp of approval on actual weapons at all, ever. M- uh, myself and Justin, we yeah. do not own any weapons. We don't use handguns or anything. So we're not at all saying have one just in case you need to use it. No, nope. we don't agree with not that. Not saying that we agree at with all. Peace and try to defuse the situation. So anyway, I just want to throw that disclaimer in there because I could see where this is. This could possibly. So are they saying we can be giant? No, 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 no. This is fiction, and please, we don't, we don't uh, recommend or or uh, advocate 
weaponry. Yeah, um, this is a tell. This is this does not exist. Yeah, this is not <laughs> there. Good, good job. Yeah, this was a, a an excellent episode. I really think that uh, they deserve more credit uh, for anybody to say that these were some boring actors. Yes, the master was talking like this right here. Yes, okay, I can see how that's boring, but he was doing that because he was showing how peaceful he was and how thoughtful, how thoughtful he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like, and, and I don't think. I don't think everybody got that. If if you're saying that RFR, which we respect, um, but it's not for everybody. Just like uh, yeah. that episode, uh, Tatooine Rhapsody is not for us. This episode may not be for everybody else. Lop and Ocho, um, that one, I love the animation on Lop and Ocho. This one was strange. I, I can't see myself watching this with my wife, so to speak, because it's a rabbit. That's the main character, rabbit, alien. Uh, in short shorts, which is like, eh, come on, guys, just progress the story without all this weird <laughs> yeah, anime it's stuff. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. I didn't like this episode um, very much only because of uh, the the weirdness of it. Um, but it does seem very tropish in the anime. Whatever genre of anime this is, it it, it knocked it out of the park as far as rabbits and, 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 and whatnot. But long she story short, a, she had a carrot insignia carrots hey, man carrots that, that, that infuriated me it's like do carrots exist in the star wars universe really like do, does does she have carrots on her yeah that what okay yeah. yeah this was a weird episode i don't think these guys were really like hey i think they weren't taking this very seriously but maybe they were um yeah. the girl i think the the serious part about it was that the actual daughter of the dad she, even though she had blood of her father, she still turned and did the wrong thing. She made the wrong decision. And yeah. someone who was not his own blood, which he clearly explained, it doesn't matter if we don't have the same blood. You are my daughter. You love me and I love you. You get this blade. Yeah. Um, and that infuriated her stepsister. So I did appreciate those points. That was nice. But yeah, the fact that she's a rabbit, I'm like, you guys can come up with a better alien than her, man. She's a rabbit. You, you can yeah. do better than that. But you didn't, and, and, and uh, you failed on that, that note. <laughs> they could have fun with whatever they want. I, I did like the moral implications that you just brought out there. Um, you know, family. Who is family? It's not somebody necessarily that's related to you. Somebody who's loyal to righteousness and goodness and wants to, you know, support everybody. Even when they begin to turn evil, which is what happened to her sister. She would not give up until finally she had to give up because... The sister was just consumed, and I'm not going to yeah, say, yeah, I don't, yeah, and, not and, by and the dark why, side. Why, yeah, not by the dark side. She was consumed by power. She was consumed by the empire. Yeah, and why um, is it that that uh, the rabbit sister did not give up on her because of her initial interaction with her stepsister? Remember at the very beginning when they were kids, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she was like, "You are our family. We will take you in. You're you're ours. We love you." And so. Yeah, I think, I mean, so they didn't fail on this episode. If you're looking at this purely from a getting a message across, it, they're telling yeah, you, be they careful. Out of the park. Yeah. You, you can change so drastic from a loving person with pure intentions if you don't check yourself at the, at the door. And uh, you, over time, it can take 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and you are completely the exact opposite of the way you started. Yeah. Um, yep. which happens in real life all the time. It's sad. That's so. the point. That's what they're saying in this episode, in my opinion, is like, okay, look, you liked righteousness at one point. Now you just, it's all out for you. 
because of the because th- you got cut on your hand or this guy slapped you or this or whatever. So yeah, uh, yeah, great episode, great moral implications, etc. Carrots and carrots and everything. We appreciate carrots it. and all. Carrots and say now. Okay, this last episode, Akakar, Akakiri, Akakiri. I don't know how to pronounce it, but there you go. That sounds good to me. Akakiri. Uh, I gotta say, I like the sloppy animation. The I don't. Yeah. I don't know how to uh, how else to say it. What would you call this? What kind of animation is this? Mm, impressionist. I don't know what Van Gogh used to draw yeah. like, but there you go. Avant garde. Something. Um, and I, I like the uh, Australian accent of the Jedi. I do like the fact that this Jedi doubled down. I don't know what other expression to use, but even after his master told him, do not go to that planet, you will have something bad happen if you go and you mm-hmm. will not be able to change your fate. And before we saw that flashback to him talking to his master, we had a scene where he where he uh, said, no, there is no fate. They don't they don't have to die. I can go save them. And the reason why he said that is because of the flashback. We remember his master telling him that his fate is sealed if he goes to that planet. And um, and I mean, mean, to get the premise of the story, we'll let Bradley give you all that. But I'm just going to get to the very end. If that's okay with you, Bradley, can I get to go for it? Yeah, dude, George Lucas. They they did what you couldn't do, man. They did it. You couldn't do it. And I'm kind of sad, man. Mm-hmm. that they said, hey, George, all you had to do is this right here. He accidentally killed his girlfriend, for lack of a better word, girlfriend. I'll call her girlfriend. Yeah, the his princess, love, yeah. His love. He killed her. He sliced her open. <laughs> ah, what did I do? Just like Anakin, right? Ah, yeah. Um, this is your fault, Obi-Wan. But uh, the, then the Sith Lord said, no, we can bring her back if we, if we try. And they brought her back in the snap of a finger. She, they resurrected her mm-hmm. through the force. Mm-hmm. But he had to now, he pledged himself over to the dark side, just like Anakin did. George, come on, home slice. They artistically did what you couldn't do. And they did it in a blink of an eye. Padme, okay, maybe she had to die in order for the story to progress. Like this I don't pre- think she did because Leia says she remembers her. And and Empire Strikes Back. Excuse me. Return of the Jedi. I remember my mother. I remember. Like when you were a baby? Like because she was dead when you were a baby, according to, (laughs) you know, George Lucas retconned that. So but this this was cool because it said, look, George, this really is a force power from the dark side. And this is how you do it right here. Boom. Now she's back. Now we're out of here. Episode over. uh, um, Wakanda drums. I like the Wakanda drums, man. Yeah, very. It was like bittersweet, man. It was annoying. And you're like, wow, this is a really good episode. But I'm I'm torn between how good the episode is. Um, basically, it was opposites. It was joy. It was pain. It was tears. It was laughter throughout the entire episode. It was we got this under control to hazy visions of this main Subaki character Jedi. And I, I think I groggily watched this in the early morning at one point. Uh, and, and when I consumed it, I was blown away by the ending because the Sith, which was voiced by Lorraine Toussaint or Toussaint, however you say her name, her voice was very strong, very powerful, very intelligent. And she Masago, the person who basically killed the love interest's father 
her brother. She killed her brother, took him off the throne of wherever this is. And so you can really see how this creates a vacuum for the Jedi to say, I can help you and I'm going to help you get back to the throne. There's the bait. So the intelligence is through the roof. She plays her chess pieces so precisely that what Justin was just mentioning, it's a foregone conclusion that he is going to do exactly what Masago says. And it's artistically done. Also, George Takai from Star Trek, he plays one of the leaders, one of the uh, Sherpas who takes them to the village. Sinshu and both, uh, or not Sinshu, I think it's... Yeah, it is. Oh, those two, those two, uh, two drinking Sherpas. Yeah. Whiny baby Sherpas. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, there's a lot of good stuff there going on. They were just like, uh, okay. So watch the episode. You'll love it. The artistic direction were like was really good. Pose that. Pow. Oh, yes. I'm going to cry about everything. Pow. Exactly. I wonder if it was, it was that same voice actor. Um, Kyun Young. Eat yourself some noodles. Noodles. Eat yourself some noodles, Paul. And remember, secret ingredient soup has no secret ingredient. Okay, moving on. And so they go to the <laughs> village. And um, spoiler alert, obviously, is what Justin was saying was that she sends out soldiers to try to attack Tsubag, uh, Tsubaki. And he clothes the girl, Misa, in the same clothing as the soldier. But she, her arms are tied behind her back. And Tsubaki is in a daze getting a vision back to when his master said, Hey, if you do this, you will turn to the dark side. Uh-huh. You shouldn't do it. But, and that's as when he's he accidentally having, killed her. And he's th- throughout the entire episode while he's having these headaches. It's unfortunate that he keeps saying there is no such thing as destiny, which he's right in real life. There isn't in but, real life. There's no such thing as destiny, but, but in destiny, but in the construct of the star Wars or this star Wars university verse versity, there is. This is Star Wars University. Come on down yes. to Star Wars University. Um, no, there is. And it absolutely came and caught him. It, it got him. He should have just listened to his master, man. And uh, another thing that stinks about, about being a Jedi, he should just not be a Jedi if he's going to fall in love. So Yeah, do that. Just go ahead and do that. Go ahead and not be a Jedi. Have your fine wife be with her. And then you guys don't rule that kingdom. Go yep. to another planet. Go to another planet far away. Catch a star speeder. Catch a galactic cruiser. <laughs> You know, 30 parsecs away, man. Yeah. And may Masago find another Sith apprentice, you know, find a different way. But this actually, to me, speaks to real life. Even though this is a tale, this is fiction. It still shows that on a daily basis, parents are constantly telling their kids, just like the Jedi master was telling his disciple, don't do this. If you do this, you will regret it in the worst way. If you tattoo your face, son, you are not going to like yourself in five years. In this case, it was immediately. Um, so there's there's all kinds of lessons in these little tales that are being told here. They're, they're, a lot of it is connected to reality. A lot of it is connected to what we see on a daily basis. And that's what makes these stories good. It's because it's like, huh. If you play Roblox, you will be broke. <laughs> First I'm broke, off, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I don't even know about Roblox other than a ton of kids play that stuff, but... Um, yeah, and Roblox it, it costs and Minecraft. Yeah, I don't know about either of those. Yeah, it costs money though, even though they try to make it make it seem like it doesn't. But anyway, got yeah. you. My kids don't play Roblox. Yeah, my but, kids don't play Roblox. Your kids can be just as good as mine for only nineteen ninety nine a month. You can you can have obedient, kind, astute, lovely little children 
who learn their lessons only from Star Wars. $19.99 a month. Uh, man, we're done here, man. That, that, that's it. That's our hot takes for this week. And uh, I think uh, Kenny and Mark might be a little uh, put off that we went ahead and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, were we supposed to wait for this? Nah. Wait for them on this? Nah, we don't need to wait for them. They, they, can, um, they can sound off on another episode. Yeah, we, we'll we we'll get their um, hot takes and we'll put those on another episode for these seven, nine episodes you, of... You already know Kenny's been thinking about, you know, he has lots to say. Uh, um, you know, he thinks, uh, hmm, I don't think I like what you guys said on that. Uh, he'll, he'll have something to say, man. And it'll, it'll be very interesting. So we yeah. thank you guys for listening to us here on another episode of Gen X Reverb, Star Wars Visions flavor. No, I'm just joking. What did we start off with? Uh, we started off with uh, uh, toys. Uh, toys. The, the, toy, the, the Rosario Dawson toy, which I'm, I'm sure a lot of people out there are ordering. So go ahead and pre-order and and uh, get your Hasbro toys. Just just the fact that they're made by Hasbro should make you go, Bleh. Who made the first ones? It was Mattel. Not Hasbro. So the original Mattel. Star Wars toys were made by, um, remember there was a, a fight between the two companies. Oh no, was it not Mattel? I don't know. It I wasn't Mattel. It wasn't Mattel, but uh, it was the ones that gave you the voucher when Star Wars first came out and then they didn't have the production ready. So they gave you the voucher. Oh, the George Takai Toy Company of Tokyo. No, Bradley. I'm, I'm joking. He, oh. he doesn't. And I, I, we don't know, but we know it's not. It probably was Mattel, but it wasn't Hasbro. <laughs> that's for sure. Hasbro is clunky. Hasbro is Tonka toy. Gobots. Yeah. Hasbro Brought to you by not, Hasbro. Is not sophisticated. Has, Hasbro is for kids, man. So anyway, is guys, uh, okay. this is Justin uh, and Bradley. Bradley, do you want to give them the uh, the the ending notes here of how they can reach us on Rubble? Yeah. Hey, this on is Bradley a- and Justin with Gen X Reverb. So you've just listened to our best episode yet simply because it was. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, you can reach us at. Uh, any of our handles on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Microsoft. No, just joking. Yeah, hit us at Gen X Reverb. At our, that's our handle at Gen X Re- Re- Reverb. Is that it? Is it GXR or Gen X Reverb? Yeah, it's Gen X G-E-N. Reverb. Everything is Gen X Reverb. Yes. G E N X R E V B E. Oh, wait a minute. How do I spell that? <laughs> it's D E N X R E V E R B. Wow. That's at Gen X Reverb. Spell that in Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or whatever we have. I don't check it. Uh, Ken posts, Justin posts, Mark posts, Bradley just digs in his nose. I don't know what Bradley does. Yeah. And yeah. Um, hit us up. <sighs> this episode's over. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're out of here. <laughs> 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 <laughs>